This is Easy Money with Don Anders, co-founder and CEO of Anders & Anders Financial Group. With more than a decade of financial planning experience, Don has helped thousands of people retire on their terms. He's been seen in the Wall Street Select, the Miami Herald, and on major television networks like NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox. The Easy Money Podcast was created to help explain complex financial concepts in an easy-to-understand way, without all the jargon. Now it's time for Easy Money with Don Anders. So one feature that annuity contracts and, and insurance contracts have are riders. So it's very important that you understand the way riders work because we see a lot of misconception on that. So let's start with an income rider. And an income rider is something that will give you a guaranteed income, usually for life, added to your account. So this is the way it works. You have two columns, an account value column, and we're going to use annuities for this. And, and actually, I'll use a variable annuity because it's, it's easy to, to do. You have an account value column and you have an income column. And the account value is based on what your account does. So if you're in a variable annuity, you can gain money, you can lose money. So let's say you have $100,000. And that $100,000 over a year, let's say the market goes up, your investments go up by 10%. So now you have $110,000. And let's say you have a $100,000 and your income rider goes up by 6%. All right. Now, what they'll usually do is they'll give you either the income rider step up or the whatever your account does, whichever one's greater. So now the 110000 was greater, so we're going to credit it there. And remember, if, if everything goes well and everything goes up exponentially, then then great. But the riders come in when things don't go well. So let's say the next year you had a $10,000 loss and your account's down to $100,000. Now, the way most income riders will work is they go, okay, well, 6% on top of the 110 is around 116. It's going to be a little bit more than that, but we'll call it 116. And that amount is your new income base. Makes sense? Your account value is 100000 Your income base is 116 Now, where people get confused is they think that the 116 is how much they actually have, how much they can take out in a lump sum. It is not. What the 116 does, the 116000 the income side, it allows you to take income off of that amount for the rest of your life. So if you want to access the income side, let's call it 5%. That's pretty average right now for a 65-year-old. You'll be able to take the 5% off of the 116 for the rest of your life. You get that? It's no lump sum. You can't do the 116 on lump sum. If you want a lump sum, the $100,000 is what you get. Now, you're taking the 5% based on the 116. Where does that money come from? Well, that money comes from your account value. So as you're taking it out, you're actually taking out your own money. So you might say, well, why does this make sense? I mean, I'm just taking my, my own money out. Why don't I do it myself? Well, what if your account performs poorly two or three or four years in a row and you still have to take your 5% out and eventually your money runs out? Well, with the income rider, even if it's zero, you're still going to get money for the rest of your life. So really, this type of uh, rider is the opposite of life insurance. So life insurance is if you die young or if you die 
at some point, they're going to give money out. So what the insurance company is betting is that you're going to live. This type of account, the insurance company is betting that you're going to die. So, and you're betting that you're going to live. Uh, there's actually studies shown that people who have these types of annuities will, will live longer. And I, I kind of feel like that might be uh, because they know that there's a chance they could, they could live longer. So they get one of these accounts, but there's studies that show that these types of accounts can be beneficial for that. So if you are betting that you're going to live a long time and you're planning on living a long time, you might want to consider an income rider. The next type of rider we're going to talk about is a death benefit rider. That's probably the second most common rider that that they have. And let's use the same example. Let's say you put in $100,000 into a variable annuity uh, and you have a 6% step up for the death benefit rider. Well, what they'll do is whichever's higher, your interest or, or your return on investment or the, let's say they give you a 5 or 6% step up, whichever one's higher is what they will give to your beneficiaries. So if we use the same example as before and you end up with 116000 in the death benefit column, can you take out that money? No. But if you pass away, that is how much your beneficiaries will get, even though you only have $100,000 over here. There's other death benefits, which, which are called simple death benefits. Uh, and that's basically just a return of premium guarantee. And when we're talking about riders, I'm just kind of giving you a very, very, very high level overview of it because riders are so intricate. Every company has a different one. Every company has a different policy. So you have to make sure that you understand exactly what you're getting. Some riders compound on top of the investment. Some riders are simple. Some riders are are compounding just on the base. So uh, some pay out to you, some pay out to your beneficiaries, some will pay out to only a spouse. So you have to make sure that you know what you're getting if you're going to get a rider. Uh, and it sounds confusing because it is, but if you use them the right way, riders can be extremely, extremely beneficial. Another common rider is the return of premium rider. And what this will do is either waive losses or waive surrender charges if you decide that you want to take your money out at a certain point. So for variable annuities, the return of premium usually means if you have big losses over, say, a 10-year period, uh, and it's always going to be over a longer period because they need to give the, the market time to work itself out. But if you have losses over a 10-year period, they will at least return what you put into it. So you can go into the market, go into something a little bit more aggressive, and you know you don't really have to worry about if it tanks – and you keep it in there. If the market tanks and you're down 40% and you've had your money in there, well, they'll at least give you your money back at the end. On other accounts, say fixed index accounts and fixed accounts, they'll have return of premium riders, which will, since they're fixed, you can't lose money, but they will waive any surrender charges that would apply to the principal. So let's say you have a 10% surrender charge uh, and you've only made 6% in interest. Well, they would waive that extra 4%, they would take back the interest, obviously, but they would waive the rest of it and make sure you at least always get your money back. So it's pretty similar to a money back guarantee. Um, the question is, when do they kick in? Some some VAs I've seen, um, they kick in after the 10th year, uh, the return of premium. Uh, some FIAs, fixed index annuities, I've seen them kick in after the third, fourth year. Uh, and then there's actually a couple that are immediate. So if you decided three or four months into it that you don't like the account, you can get an immediate return of premium. So if you like the idea of having a return of premium, 
on your account that you can always at least get back what you put in, you might want to look for something with a return of premium rider on it. Sometimes you have to pay for them. Sometimes it comes included in the contract. But uh, if that's a concern for you, you might want to consider that. The last type of rider uh, that I want to talk about is bonus riders. Now, I'm touching on four different riders, but there are way more than that. I mean, there is almost a countless amount of riders. The last one I'm going to talk about, just because it's probably the fourth most common one, is a bonus rider. And what bonus riders do, there's two types of bonuses. There's a bonus where they just give you the bonus. uh, And then there's details, which, by the way, go back to our bonus bonus section if you want more information on that. But this is about bonus riders. And the way bonus riders work are they give you the bonus, but then you're paying a fee for it. So they'll give you a, say, an 8% bonus. But then they charge you a 5% or a 0.5% fee a year. And so they're eventually going to make up some of the money. So why would you want to do that? Why would you want to add a bonus if they're going to give you a fee? Well, that bonus is up front and then everything starts compounding on it. So now instead of having 100,000 and 5% compounding on that, you have 108 and then it's compounding. You know, your your interest is compounding on, on the 108. One of the nice things about the bonus um, is... It's there. So if you have a variable annuity and then you have some losses, well, the bonus could have offset some of that. But one of the bad things is usually if you have a bonus, you're either going to have increased fees for a variable annuity or even fixed accounts. Some of them have increased fees or you're going to have a lower overall cap over the time or or interest rate. So for fixed accounts, I usually do not recommend bonuses Unless you're going to use, say, an income rider and you're going to get a bonus on the income rider and then it's going to compound on that, then that works. But if you're just going for long-term growth, if you're going for a 10 to 15-year to 20-year growth, usually bonuses will end up being less over the long term because they're giving you more up front and giving you a little bit less over the long term. So long-term growth, I'm not crazy about bonuses. Um, Short-term, they are really good um, product and and aspect to have in, in your investments. Don Anders is an investment advisor representative and insurance professional. Anders and Anders Financial Group Incorporated is an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create financial strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agencies. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Madison Avenue Securities and Anders & Anders Financial Group are not affiliated companies.